Live from Chicago, this is Bruce Dumont with our Beyond the Beltway analysis of national politics. Featuring occasional injections of rumor in your window, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democrat Phil Beverly, Republican Marty Garrity, Republican Josh Cantro, and Democrat Christine Schombacher. Our program tonight coming to you from our own base at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago, where our toll-free lines are open at 1-800-723-8029. That's 1-800-723-8029. If you'd like to email me a comment, it's Beyond the Beltway 2019 at uh, Gmail. And, of course, if you want to join us, uh, send me a tweet. It's at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. And, of course, you can join us live on beyondthebeltway.com, not only this week, but past shows can be found there. And, of course, we are live tonight on uh, Facebook, and we are live tonight on YouTube around the country and around the world. Nice to have you with us. We have lots to talk about. Again, uh, we have been talking about the possibility of, uh, of an impeachment inquiry into the President of the United States uh, for several months on this program. It happened last week, as you all know. So we'll be talking about that and the possibility of, of further impeachment discussions uh, as the program unfolds, and really as the program unfolds uh, for the next uh, several weeks or several months, likely in this country. And I, I just want to make a, a pledge, and I hope I can live up to this pledge. And that is, and, and this was the same pledge that we made uh, during the, the Clinton impeachment, uh, which is, is not, we're not there yet, but obviously it started with, with an inquiry as well. Uh, I want to pledge to you that each and every Sunday night, we're going to have four people. Two are going to be in favor of an impeachment inquiry or impeachment, uh, and two that are going to be vehemently opposed to it. We did the same thing for Bill Clinton. Uh, we're going to have spirited discussions. Hopefully they're going to be based in some fact in addition to uh, erudite opinion. But that's, uh, that's what we're going to try to do on this program. And again, uh, if you're looking to try to get just one side of the discussion, uh, and the debate on this program, at least for the next several months, uh, you probably aren't going to find it all here because we want, I, I, I do believe that what the founding fathers had in mind, and uh, I didn't know any of them personally, but I think <laughs> what they really had in mind is that the, uh, the public, the electorate uh, would be informed. And uh, again, thinking, when you think back to the founding fathers, you don't quite figure out how they were going to be informed because there weren't many newspapers and radio and TV was not around, but they expected an intelligent electorate to make decisions on the future of the country. We are there right now. We have a country that is divided, at least according to statistically, and uh, we'll discuss it uh, tonight as well as many months and hopefully years to come on Beyond the Beltway. We're going to begin. Chris, uh, Chris, Christine uh, Schoenbacher joins us. Christine, nice to have you with us. A maiden voyage. Uh, you are uh, an attorney. Uh, you're a liberal. You're running for Congress. You're running to retire Danny Davis, the longtime uh, representative of this district where this program comes from, the 7th Congressional District of Illinois. So I'm going to begin with a question to you. I know that you favor uh, the impeachment inquiry. Uh, of all the things you know about Donald Trump or have read about Donald Trump, which is the thing that is most egregious to you and you're most upset about? It is the Ukraine call. It is, a, it is a clear line, even Democrats who won in deeply red zones and are more moderate. So I'm talking about what they call themselves the bad houses. So mm -hmm. Alyssa Slotkin, uh, Chrissy Houlihan. It was a bright line rule for them, or that he crossed a bright line, because he is asking another government to 
come and again interfere with our elections and to you know take a swipe at his political opponent. So you're a, you're you're a newcomer to the to the inquiry. In other words, if we would have had you on a month ago, would you still have been for an impeachment inquiry? Oh, absolutely. I, the ten counts of obstruction of justice that should have been a that it should have been acted on. There should have been an impeachment okay. inquiry. So you go back to the Mueller report. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Cantrell, you're one of our card carrying Republicans tonight. Uh, your reaction to the decision of by the House Democrats to move forward with an inquiry? Look, this uh, uh, House has warned, the Democrats have wanted to impeach this president since the day he was elected, before he was even inaugurated. And they have stated so. So it didn't surprise me. At some point, um, they were going to move on impeachment. Their progressive base was demanding it. And, uh, you know, he handed them a little bit of uh, opportunity here, although uh, I certainly don't think he should be impeached over this. Okay. Phil Beverly joins us. Phil, nice to have you with us. Uh, my recollection is that the last time on this program you were not quite ready uh, to get behind an impeachment inquiry. You were sort of on the side of the speaker. Is that is that a fair assessment of what your opinion was, and how has it changed? Um, the, the phone call and the use of uh, code word classified servers is, is really problematic for me. The, the, the line between protecting the country and our national security and whatever your political aspirations and behavior is, the, those have to remain separate and inviolate. And, and that, to me, has been violated. He's already attacked the intelligence community unjustifiably. He's already attacked the law enforcement community unjustifiably. Enough. Enough. Stop with the cover-up. Stop dragging people into this nonsense. The, the thing that, that just tells me how much of an amateur Donald Trump is, is that he's got incumbency advantage already. What's he doing this, this amateur hour stuff for? Marty Garrity also joins us. Marty, you are a card-carrying Republican, but again, for long-time viewers of this program, because you've been a guest many, many times for many, many years, uh, you were not a big Donald Trump fan during the primary. Uh, there were 17 Republicans at the time, and I, he was my 17th choice. And when one dropped out, he became my 16th choice. And until he became the, the only choice, he was... So where do, you sta- where do you stand now? Because some of the reservations that you had then, when you had 16 choices ahead of him, I would assume that some of those reasons are still alive and fresh today. Well, he's a little bit coarser than I would choose to have my president be, but i got to tell you, compared to anybody that he has either run against or he will is likely to be running against... He is far and away better for me than uh, than those people. So you know, I'm I'm a gung-ho Trump supporter now in terms of uh, when he's running against any of the whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden or or Pete. Actually, I kind of like Pete Buttigieg because he just seems like a fellow that you could sit down and talk with. But uh, I don't. I don't like any of these uh, candidates for their uh, for their political points of view. How about Mark Chris, Sanford? I'm sorry. How about, How about Mark Sanford? Oh, no. No. That's, that's, no. That's, so you don't like Republicans either? Well, I don't like... Uh, With questionable backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, Mark Sanford... Not if, that the president does If we knew he was going to stay in, in the U.S. and not go to Argentina, I might be okay. Christine, do you believe, as some media people have suggested, that the speaker got rolled, she got pressured? This is not something she really wants to do, but she looked up put her finger in the air and realized that uh, uh, the leftward uh, the leftward movers and shakers in the House 
convince some of the more moderates that you referenced in your opening commentary. Uh, there was no other decision she could have made this past week. I think Speaker Pelosi is brilliant and no one can roll her. Um, I, she makes her own decisions, and I think this was a very well-thought-out analytical decision that came from her and understanding that a bright line was crossed. Okay. 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border. I'd like to find out from the people out there beyond the Beltway, how do you feel about the impeachment inquiry? Do you support it? Are you against it? If you want to tell us whether you're a Republican or Democrat, you can do that. You don't have to. But we'd like to hear from you. Are you cheering the decisions of the Democrats last week, or are you holding them, uh, at least personally, in contempt of your personal political opinions? Back shortly. Theater presents the Broadway sensation Bernhard Hamlet, a rollicking comedy about the original diva, legendary actress Sarah Bernhardt. It's 1899, and Bernhardt tackles her most ambitious part yet, Hamlet. The gossip flies and society gasps as gender roles are put to the test. The New York Times calls it a breakneck backstage comedy and says it's so clever it uplifts. Bernhard Hamlet runs through October 20th. Get tickets today at GoodmanTheater.org. Hey, this is Ellen DeGeneres. We all have a vital role to play in helping California communities, firefighters, and first responders battling wildfires throughout the state. In this time of crisis, the entertainment community unites in support of those keeping us safe. Join us at musicforrelief.org fire and give to provide firefighters with the critical equipment they need to protect our neighborhoods. That's musicforrelief.org fire. Thanks. Big three out there. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. We continue with our broadcast. And uh, I want to go back to uh, a, a key part of uh, this conversation. We talked about the call. Um, the Democrats were offended by the call. Were the Republicans offended by the call? Were you offended, Josh? I was not offended by the call. I thought that uh, the mention toward the end of the call, the one mention of Biden, which was toward the end of this 45-minute yes. call, was inappropriate, but I was not offended by it. What I am offended by is the way the media and the Democrats are spinning this. This call was about getting uh, foreign countries to invest more in Ukraine. The, U the U.S. is shouldering a disproportionate burden in that regard. And at the end of the call, there's this discussion about Biden. But he didn't really say that. In the call, he didn't say that. He did, he did not make any reference in that call, the one that we're aware of. He did not make any reference to the fact that, uh, that things were being held up, that he wanted the other uh, European nations to assist and give more money. He didn't bring that up. That might have, that might have come up in, in some other conversation, but not in the call. Well, I think he talked about Merkel and Macron. He did. Uh, not, not, not giving enough, actually. Uh, um, uh, so you think he made his case? Oh, I think in the call. No, Bruce, no can I quote from the call? Absolutely. Okay. Is I mean, this, you from, don't the, have is a this from the call, or is this from the ten people who listened to it yeah, and that, made that's notes not, about you it? Can't, that's a summary. That's, not, yeah. that's, that's a summary. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's, let's not say the let, call. Let, let's, we okay. don't know what let, was in the call. Fair enough. Okay. My friend Phil. Fair enough. Good. This is a summary of the call. Zelensky responds, quote, you are absolutely right, not only 100%, but actually 1,000%. He tells Trump that German Chancellor Angela Merkel 
and the French president, quote, are not working as much as they should work for Ukraine. And he says that, quote, the European Union should be our biggest partner, but technically the United States is a much bigger partner than the European Union. End of quote. That Which is was all what he's using so that he can say, do what I asked. Like, I'm a big helper for you. No one else is helping you like I am, so you have to now help me. No, that's what Zelensky said. Zelensky said, you're not... You're right that these other countries aren't doing enough to help. And, so, and that was the thrust. That's of the helping cult. our argument, though, that no, he recognizes that the United States is a huge help, which, by the way, Trump had withheld $400 million worth of aid prior to this. But it seems and like he didn't know that Trump had done that, but that's. Well, I don't somebody think there's any evidence did. that. Somebody did because there were diplomatic personnel that were calling back to the states wondering where's the aid that's supposed to be coming here. Well, Zelensky apparently did not know about that. That is what's been said and really not uh, uh, gainsaid since uh, this started. This, this is a classic shakedown yeah. language, though. It, We've been no, so good not. to you. This it's is not. what I need. No, Here's direct contacts in the U.S. government that I want you to work with. And so let's, there has, by let's the way, exonerate them then. There has been a lot said that there is no direct quid pro quo. Correct. Who agrees with that? I agree. There's nothing on that call about quid pro quo. We don't know that because we haven't heard the call question. in its entirety. When conversations like this, not this one because we don't have the exact words, when conversations like this have happened in the past, first of all, do you all agree that there have been conversations like this in the past between the leader of the free world, whoever that might be, and a foreign leader at some point. Does I, everyone agree that these conversations happen? Sure, this is routine. Do you ever think that they are, is there frequently a quid pro quo involved in those conversations, even though it may not be stated? Are you asking if there's conversations where you put, the president puts their personal interests above the National interest? I don't think that that's happened. But that's not that's, what happened here that either. That is what happened here. He's that having, is not. He's as soon as you introduce Joe Biden into it, that's what happened. That, yes. That, that, that so, no, I don't think. I think this is a whole new new era that Trump has brought us into, a whole new chaotic, undemocratic, violating our laws, and no, no other president has ever so, done this. So that's all great opinion, but let me just, let's get back to the facts. Why didn't Trump bring up other Democratic candidates. Why did he bring up Joe Biden? Because there's an ongoing investigation into Joe Biden and his son Hunter's activities in Ukraine. By whom? And he is asking that that there is a DOJ investigation. The Ukrainians are investigating that. I thought DOJ said that they there's weren't commenting no on whether there was an investigation or not. Is this breaking news? No, no. This is absolutely not breaking news. One of the things that. Uh, the inspector general and whoever John Durham or John Dunham, who, the attorney, yeah, D John Dunham is looking into is what, what were the origins in Ukraine's role in this whole Russia collusion? Well, he, deal? he John Dunham, who's the U.S. attorney in Connecticut, he is the one that's preparing a report now, which looks into the the very origins of uh, you know of of the the uh, uh, fusion GPS and all aspects. Uh, of people who think that our Justice Department and our FBI were somehow involved in, in, in leaking information and perpetuating information out to get candidate Donald Trump. Right. He's investigating that now. And Ukraine so he, is part of that. Well, it, it obviously is, based yes. on, on these conversations. So I'm saying is that, but to, but to involve him now, uh, I think is maybe the cart before the horse. The point, the point is, 
there was an investigation going on to Hunter Biden, and the Biden administration wanted it stopped. Allegedly, other nations in the world wanted it stopped. They didn't like that investigator, and they used their influence, I believe, to try to get that investigator fired, and he was fired. But was he that, fired but because was, he was corrupt? But Bruce, no, Joe Biden never raised his hand and said, you know what, I shouldn't be involved in this because my son Hunter, who is really never succeeded at anything in his life and has had drug problems and other things and has no expertise in natural gas at all, is sitting on the board and making $50,000 a month This is all from a this distraction same board. from what President no, no, no. Trump did. No, no but wait a minute. Let's just, wait a minute, but let's look. Let's put it in context, okay? Is, the, is this a distraction from the facts that we're discussing this evening? Potentially. But if you're, going to, if you're going to have an investigation, and you're a lawyer, if you begin to unravel the thread, you don't quite know where it's going to end up. And in this particular case, Josh is right. There's no, there's no evidence that Joe Biden at that point was doing anything more than maybe trying to help his son. And was it appropriate, let me ask our Democrats, was it appropriate for the son of the vice president of the United States to sit on this firm, which is being investigated by Ukrainian uh, judicial authorities, was it, was it proper for him to do that when Joe Biden had the responsibility of negotiating and dealing with the United States relationship with Ukraine? Does that stink to either of our Democrats? Yes or no? Biden and Hunter have not violated any U.S. laws. And if we want to talk about... I'm asking... I'm not oh, talking... Uh, yeah, I'm so if we do want to talk about... Perception, I'm not talking about perception. Then how about Ivanka Trump and what she's doing in China and those 13 that's, trademark deals that she just that, got? Does that, that also... That's, that's what is them. But what I would say is, yes, that's a little suspect. But for the Democrats to somehow acknowledge or, or, or not say, wait, that, that looks stinky to me, I mean, come on, that was stinky. It looks stinky. And if there's more that's going on between Biden in his official capacity and, and, and going to China with his son on Air Force Two and, and discussing matters with, with the, the China, which we don't know much about at the moment, that stinks too. And Bruce, My, this, but, is, this is not something that is a right-wing talking point and that we're making no, up out of thin air. I don't think so. There is a political story, which I would encourage all your viewers to Google, uh, July 1, left of center Politico, which talks about all the money various Biden family members have made throughout his career as a politician. So I don't want to just pick on Hunter. There are other Biden family members, including his brother, that have made money inappropriately off Biden's pol political connections. And well, then and you have the new down this road, running a story well, what, the very next month. Okay. Five thousand word essay detailing all the things wrong with Hunter and Biden's relationship. Okay, Ukraine. let's go to Christine okay, again. One, if we're going to go down this road, we absolutely need to start looking at Trump and his children and how they've absolutely. been profiting. Haven't overseas. we done that? No. no. And then two, if you actually do believe, like that, if you actually do believe that there's some sort of impropriety there, which I do not agree with you, if you do believe that, then the proper channel for the President of the United States is to go to the Department of Justice, not to solicit a foreign country to start interfering with our elections. This, what, what you're all talking about, is a distraction from That's the real issue he that he asked a foreign government to get involved in United States affairs. He crossed a clear, bright line. Marty, did he? He, he didn't cross a clear, bright line. He, he said, there's a favor I'd like to ask you. And he didn't, he didn't say, I want you to uh, 
uh, uh, invent things about Joe Biden. He said, just look into this issue for me, because if indeed, I mean, either Biden was involved in something or he wasn't. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. If you think he wasn't invo involved in something, then the uh, uh, investigation would, would prove that, and, and that's all that so, Trump was so asking. By the way, so by the way the something... just, just one second. The investigator, the original investigator, the guy that was dumped, Right. He said on NBC with Richard Engel the other evening, he said that it, during his tenure of looking into this matter, there was nothing that Joe Biden or Biden Jr., as he referred to him, had done. They had not violated any Ukrainian law. He made the point, a Ukrainian law. So according to Ukrainian law, the Bidens did nothing wrong based on the prosecutor who was fired the, so crooked, so the, the crooked prosecutor. No, the okay. other prosecutor. So the crooked what, one has in common. But we haven't yes. looked what? at it in terms of U.S. law. What I'd like well, to know, true. I'd like the Republicans to go on the offensive and get all the co phone conversations between Joe Biden and the Ukrainians. I'd like to see all the text messages and conversations and emails between Joe and Hunter Biden at this time. Okay, it's time for That'll the Republicans. during the general election. Yeah, well, so, it's time to go. So while we're hunting for offense. phone calls. But so I want to a... disabuse us of the notion that, uh, that, that Trump did anything wrong here. Trump, the favor he asked for had to do with CrowdStrike and Ukraine's involvement in the whole Russian well, we investigation. Explain CrowdStrike when we come back for those gotta, that are gotta, not familiar gotta, with gotta it. Say and you, and you're going to say that as well. But first of all, we're going to pause. All of our stations are going to go their merry way. They're going to sell some stuff, and then we'll be back in three minutes. Crooked teeth may embarrass kids whose families can't afford braces. And trying to fix their teeth themselves can make things worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. For children and teens who qualify and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, treatment can be life-changing and help them smile with confidence. Learn more at aaoinfo.org. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain, and reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives like physical therapy to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. Chicago, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, now is the time that we ask each of our guests to introduce themselves. And we begin tonight with a newcomer. She is Christine Schoenbacher. Hello, Christine. I am an attorney, and I'm the Democratic candidate for Illinois 7th Congressional District. And why do you want to run for Congress? I want to run for Congress because we're leading the world in prison population, mass shootings, and guns per capita. And decades ago, we did lead in education and infrastructure. We're not doing that anymore, but we can. And I'm an attorney with significant human rights victories, and I want to take those victories from the courthouse into the halls of Congress. And and move us forward so that we're leading in universal health care, quality of life, human rights, infrastructure, education, green energy. Now, you mentioned that America has one of the largest prison populations. The 7th Congressional District of Illinois, where you are running, has the largest ex-offender uh, community in the United States. Uh, the person that you want to get rid of is Danny Davis, 
who has been a leader in making life easier for those who have been incarcerated. So how do you address that portion of your alleged constituency or potential constituency uh, trying to get rid of someone who at least for that constituency has done some at least attempts to do some good things? Yeah, Danny Davis has been a great representative. Danny Davis has been a great congressman, and he is a civil rights leader. But in the last few years, he's not coming out and showing up like he needs to. He's not representing the district with the adequacy and energy that it needs. His voting record is almost triple. Absence is tr almost triple the that of average. Um, he's not coming out into events like our mayor's historical inauguration. He was not in attendance. And when things are happening, like the government kidnapped three children at O'Hare and tried to use the children as pawns to deport their parents, he was silent about that. And, and, and the silence is deafening. And this seat, it, it's 89% blue or approximately. Right. It should be a sledgehammer of a seat. It should be a pain point in this administration. And it's not. And, and we need a new troop on the ground because we have issues. The GOP is absolutely coming for Roe. What's happening at our borders is a human rights crisis. Um, and we need to end the failed war on drugs. Okay. Thank you for your introduction. I, with my questions followed up, uh, Josh Cantro, are you announcing for anything tonight? I, I am not <laughs> announcing for anything because I don't think there is uh, any positions uh, uh, that I could win as a Republican <laughs> in living in the city of Chicago. Okay. Um, but I'm a uh, Republican and pro-Israel activist and uh, uh, a cybersecurity attorney, what I do for during the Philip day. Philip Beverly joins us tonight. Philip, how are you? I'm great. Bruce. Tell everybody who you are. Uh, a longtime college professor um, at UIC now in an administrative capacity and teaching as well, and a uh, fan and viewer of the show. You've been, a fan, you've been on the show for well over, what, 15 years? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Marty Garrity, I think you uh, win the title. You're over 20 years for you as a guest. Oh, I think I, Maybe I, even 25, maybe in, 30. Back in the early 80s, <coughs> when you were still you over had, on uh, the... black hair and I had more hair. <laughs> <laughs> Tell and us who you are. There was less of me and less of you then, too. Uh, yes. I'm a retired commercial <laughs> real estate broker. I spent 45 years finding office space for tenants in mostly in the Loop, mostly in the in Chicago area, but in other in other cities too. Uh, I have uh, six kids, uh, all of them out of school, off the family payroll, 11 grandchildren, and uh, I'm uh, I am enjoying retirement way way more than I ever imagined I would. Okay. Well, welcome all to uh, the show. The new, the the new and the old that uh, join us each and every Sunday night. Uh, I want to get back to uh, looking at looking at the political aspect of of this impeachment hearing inquiry. Do you think? Uh, I'll start with you, Marty. Um, it has been suggested over the last several months that President uh, uh, Trump really wants this because it gives him an edge. Do you think it does, or has the reality of the impeachment inquiry already uh, shown its signs on him? I think that, that I, I can't imagine anything that the Demo <laughs> Democrats could have done that would be more favorable for Trump than this impeachment inquiry. I think the people of, of the United States are going to look at this and say, these people have tried everything, anything that, if he ever drops a, 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 a piece of garbage on, on, the, on the sidewalk in a park, they're going to try to impeach him for that. And this is not something that, that the people of America are going to stand for. They want, they want our congressmen and our congresspeople, congress members, members of Congress, to, uh, 
work with the president and get things done like the uh, USMCA, the uh, uh, some, settle something that will keep our border secure because right now our border, because the Democrats have refused to fund it, our border has failed. So Let's go to uh, Phil Beverly. I think the, the major difference between the, the idea that, that he wins by this impeachment, the guy can't get over 40% approval rating. And if you look at Bill Clinton when he was impeached in 1998, so over 20 years ago, at the time of the Clinton impeachment, Clinton had an approval rating of 60%. And that skyrocketed to 70%. You're talking about an unpopular president being impeached. So I think those comparisons and thinking that he gets some kind of bump is, is a bit misplaced. The second thing that I would, I would want to say is that if I heard everybody right earlier, the, everybody agrees that in this phone call, he asked for a favor from another world leader, from a president of a foreign nation. Mm -hmm. I have to ask, is that favor then of any value to him? Or why would he be asking for it? Because if it is of value to him, then that's a violation of federal election law. And if that value is more than $25,000, <coughs> it's a felony. High crimes and misdemeanors. So the, let's, let's make sure that we're clear on the facts here. He asked for a favor. We all agree on that. The favor is of value. We agree on that. Or else he wouldn't have asked. He's the president. Was the, was the favor of personal value to him or was the favor of revelation of information that he perhaps thought would never be revealed? That it has to do with a political rival, it's always going to be personal. If he asked it about me, that's something different. I'm not running for president against him. He asked it about a political rival who, according to every poll that I've seen, beats him in a, in a heads-up matchup. Josh, what about that? So I, I want to first of all respond to the politics. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. That was your sure. original yes. question. That's right. We're 14 months away from an election. And mm -hmm. that's a big distinguishing factor between this and Clinton's impeachment. I mean, the Democrats are trying to take the choice away from the voters because they're scared th that Trump will win with the voters again. His approval ratings are actually about 45 percent, but they're not great. I do take Phil's point about the comparison between uh, Clinton and uh, Trump's approval ratings. But no. It is not clear at all from this memorandum that the, he was asking for anything of value <clears throat> personal to him. He has Joe Biden doesn't have a right not to be investigated over his potential corruption with Ukraine. Just since he's running for president, doesn't give him immunity from being investigated. And the president, in some ways, could be almost viewed as the real whistleblower here. I mean, this is... This corruption with Ukraine stinks to high heaven. And he's right, as the chief executive of this country, to be concerned about it. Uh, responding to that. So sure. absolutely reject that the Democrats are trying to take away some sort of choice from the people. The Democrats are protecting our country, <coughs> protecting democracy, because our president has committed high crimes and misdemeanors and should thus be impeached. And as I was going to... Impeachment is not a conviction. Impeachment yes. is impeachment. And then Come on, the Josh, Senate you know has this. to. No, but she just trial. said that he, he, should be, he has he should been be impeached. And then I didn't convicted say, of high crimes and misdemeanors. No, I said she said she should, should be, impeached. be impeached. Those are the qualifications for impeachment, and then it would go in trial in the Senate, which I do believe, once we look at what else is on that coded server, there probably is other conversations. There's probably other things there. Um, 
And, and currently, 55% of Americans, according to a CBS poll, <clears throat> are um, they support the inquiry. And I think that more and more information that comes out, more and more laws that have been violated, we are going to be in a Nixon situation. The problem with this is that you guys have been trying to impeach him since before <clears throat> he took the oath of office. There are Democrats on record saying... This guy needs to be impeached. We need to do everything to stop this guy. From November 7th on, you've never accepted that he is the legitimate president of the United States. He went through a two-and-a-half-year okay, so Russian witch hunt. and, and you, you With ten... He, Allegations of obstruction of justice? That's a witch hunt? None but, of them, but, none but of them none confirmed. none of them moved you guys to impeach. None of them moved to impeach. And they're not obstruction of justice because, you That's know what? what? The Mueller report but the Mueller says. report says, says they're it's obstruction it's of justice. Yes. No, they, no, they didn't. Yes, it, yes it, they it did. Is. That is. They okay. are obstruction wait, 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 of justice. Let me find the Mueller report oh, then we're, we're going to do that. Go ahead, Christine. Why didn't um, Mueller recommend that he be indicted for Because he was following the DOJ guidelines that the sitting president can't, can't be, be indicted. So yeah. isn't can't be that a fact of life? He's an employee of the Department of Justice. He can't. If he had said he should be indicted, then you'd accuse the guy of going rogue. You don't get to have it both ways. No, no, no. But Mueller never said <clears> that <throat> there is definitive obstruction. He said, no. I'm going to leave this to Congress. And Congress sat on it and did nothing. With regard to no, that. he did say there's 10 counts of obstruction of justice. He left it with Congress as to what to do from there. He, he didn't say he, there are 10 he counts. Said, no, he said that he did not see obstruction of justice, but there, 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 were, there were 10 points that, that obviously there was debate within the Mueller team as to whether or not they could, they could indict or not, and they didn't come to a conclusion. So the, they were, the information was thrown out there, but they did not say, because the other part of it is he also said, we're not exonerating them. Right. We're That's not true. saying yes. We're not saying no. Here, here, you debate. You debated in the court of public opinion, which is where we are right now. Right. Do we have an answer? Because we we have to pause for a break. The music is a plan. We'll come so back. So we'll after come back. That. Stand by because Philip Beverly is either going to have an answer that's going to stop the Republicans, or he is digging himself a deep ditch. Back <laughs> shortly from Chicago. Theater presents the Broadway sensation Bernhard Hamlet, a rollicking comedy about the original diva, legendary actress Sarah Bernhardt. It's 1899, and Bernhardt tackles her most ambitious part yet, Hamlet. The gossip flies and society gasps as gender roles are put to the test. The New York Times calls it a breakneck backstage comedy and says it's so clever it uplifts. Bernhard Hamlet runs through October 20th. Get tickets today at GoodmanTheater.org. Since the moment you were born, I've made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. Do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do it all with confidence, kindness, and strength. And always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me is that you keep doing. Inspire kids to do at 4H.org. Okay, we are back in Chicago, and Phil, you were—were uh, were you uh, waving the flag that uh, you gave up on your on your charge? I couldn't. I couldn't get through a 448-page report 
of the, the Mueller investigation quick enough to find this. So I'll characterize it this way. So I believe that Mueller and his team found 10 instances of potential obstruction, which he did not charge Donald Trump with because he was right. following DOJ guidelines about indicting a sitting president. Right. And he left it to the Congress to determine that it was a high crime or misdemeanor. So I, I'm going to agree Josh. with the first part of Phil's sort of backtracking and say that he did find 10, ever, 10 instances of potential instruction. But he, he did not say that I, he did not specifically say that I am not, that, that I think that he obstructed or that he didn't obstruct. He d- did not exonerate him, nor did he uh, yeah. charge him. And so what, I would, I would ask, really, I'd ask this question. Really said, what he really said was that there are these 10 instances where if we were going to go after them, we might find something, uh, uh, find actual No, it's a much death. stronger statement no, than that. No, no, he no, didn't, it's not. He, it was, no. he didn't was not going to charge a sitting president with a crime. No, he wasn't going to go that. after it because if he <clears throat> did come up with something, he okay. couldn't charge him. Folks, I'm, we're going we're to put the Mueller report, uh, yeah. report on the back burner yeah. for the time being. I want to talk about the whistleblower, but I want to begin the discussion. I'm going to begin it with you, Christine. Generally speaking, forget, forget who the whistleblower is. Do you generally support the concept of a whistleblower? Absolutely. Uh, Josh, quick answers. Do you, are you generally, do you support whistleblowers? 100%. All right. Uh, Phil Beverly. Absolutely. I was Marty Gary. I agree that a whistleblower should be, uh, uh, should be protected. But, but. Okay, okay, okay. Right. And I will, I will let it fit. I, I totally agree that whistleblowers generally uh, are to be believed, and I have generally supported them throughout my whole political career. Next question. If a whistleblower is um, politically motivated, does that make his charge any less important? Phil Beverly. No, it's based on the facts. Christine. I agree with that statement. Republicans. It could be a factor. It could be. Yes. It, and I would say in this particular case, it probably is because this is a this is an but general, example. I want to okay. just generally general. speaking first. Generally speaking. If something is politically motivated, does it make it automatically wrong, or does it no. give it some validity in your mind? There, there's always some validity to any kind of charge like that. Okay. But if it's if the person is politically motivated, then it, it takes away some of the okay. uh, obvious. Okay. Uh, so until we know the identity of the whistleblower, and we're supposedly going to know that, and he's going to testify, according to Adam Schiff, who was on all the shows today, Um, until we know who or she is, we have to believe what they have said based on no direct knowledge. It's only the knowledge that's been provided to them, the hearsay that's been provided to them by six other White House staff people. Bruce, I disagree that we have to believe the whistleblower, we have to investigate yes. what the whistleblower is saying. We don't have to automatically believe the secondhand hearsay. And by the way, this the rules regarding hearsay and whistleblower were changed two days before this was released, changed which I find a- awfully fishy. You, you used to have to have firsthand knowledge right. to report a whistleblower complaint from the CIA. Changed that was changed. Whom? By the, by the the deep state, the intelligence community, it was changed. It, 
This sounds very conspiratorial and wow. no facts. No, yeah. this has been wow. reported. It is actually the by deep who? state. Who, give who give reported give this? Give yeah, Breitbart? So no, this is not Breitbart. This is not Breitbart at all. The rules regarding whistleblower mm-hmm. were changed. It used to be that if you were a whistleblower, you had to have firsthand knowledge of the conversation. Whose rules are these we're talking about? Are these CIA? The intelligence community the, rules. The so it's ICs an admin, rules. which w- the Republicans control. The no. executive branch. No, no, no. There's no, no way that changed. Administrative changes. And so they made. would need. These are career the bureaucrats. But they would need. Yeah, these are executive these branch are, executive decisions, branch. though. But there's no way that the deep state these did that. These people that are in that are in the government for many, many years. So they're not necessarily Republicans or Democrats. Do you believe, do you believe, uh, Marty Garrity, do you believe that the six White House folks uh, who talked to this CIA agent, and by the way, the whistleblower has been identified as a CIA agent. We don't know his name yet, or her name yet. Are those six people... What are they, in your opinion, guilty of, if anything? They are an example of the deep state deciding that they're going to resist the, the, uh, the, the people of the United States, their, the election uh, choice mm-hmm. that they made, and they're going to stop the, the, uh, the, the duly elected president on from doing, doing, doing what he wants. White House staff. Right. But, I'm sorry. But, I thought this was sure. a show where we talk about facts and not conspiracy theories in which there is this no is evidence not a, of... This, this, but, but the people that work in the White House? Okay, Absolutely I want to go to Josh, and then I want the Democrats to respond, because you're basically saying, by the way, and I think the president believes that those six people, he wants to find out who they are, and by the way, he's been president for three and a half years. He hasn't been able to find any leaks, and it's probably the leakiest administration in the history of the country. Right. What's your answer to the question? Those six people, they're, they're chattering to a, a CIA uh, operative who then becomes the whistleblower. What do you think of those six people? Are they loyal or disloyal? I, I find it troubling that, that there is, are so many leaks in this administration generally, and we also have learned that this whistleblower complaint was drafted by a law firm. So it was very professionally done. This was a coordinated hit on Trump. we got to pause. Back shortly from Chicago. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope 
our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. This is Bruce Dumont, live coast-to-coast and border-to-border and around the world at beyondthebeltway.com and on this great radio station and TV station where you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook Live. Nice to have you with us. Our two Republicans this evening are Josh Cantro and Marty Garrity. Our two Democrats are uh, Philip Beverly and Christine Schombacher. And uh, it's great to have you with us. They've disagreed on virtually everything this evening. Uh, We're going to take a couple of calls in just a moment. But, Josh, before the break, there was a question about you you raised the point that uh, there had been a recent change as to uh, a whistleblower and restrictions on whistleblowers. So set it up, and then uh, you found evidence during the break. Yes, I I wasn't making this up. This was reported by Sean Davis in The Federalist. A couple of days ago, uh, federal records show that the intelligence community secretly revised the former whistleblower complaint form in August 2019 to eliminate the requirement of direct firsthand knowledge of wrongdoing. So what we have to remember here is that the whistleblower complaint here deals with secondhand knowledge, not firsthand knowledge. The whistleblower here did not hear the call. He, was, he did not hear a recording of the call. He was not present when the call was made. 
doesn't mean that the content is not true, and the IG has found that this report is credible. So it'll be investigated. But the, I, I, the point that I'm making is that it does lend credence to the concern that perhaps this was a deep state hit against the president. I have not been a deep stater. I don't utter those words typically, but I'm starting to get concerned with all of the leaks and with now this change in the whistleblower form. Would you, that <clears throat> going back to the charges against uh, uh, Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter, um, the president, some people might have said, in fact, last week on this program, I asked the question when it was a fresh story, why is the State Department asking Rudy Giuliani to go there? And by the way, it was reported by Fox today that Joe DeGeneva, another pro-Trump lawyer, is all, has also been asked to participate in this, as well as a third one. So Fox is adding more than just Rudy Giuliani to this case. So the question is, if I'm the President of the United States, and I, ha and I want to know more about this Joe Biden story in the Ukraine, where better to go than the Ukraine for the story? Because if the president had picked up the phone and asked his FBI or CIA or Department of Justice to investigate, then, whoa, it would have been Katie by the door. Here, he, the president is using his own people to go after a political opponent. So what, what else did he have to do? He couldn't trust the FBI to follow up on it. He couldn't trust the CIA to follow up on it because he, has, he doesn't believe everything that the CIA and FBI have said because he has good reason to trust you know, where they are in conversations with Donald Trump. Now, he does trust the Secretary of State. So he can go to the Secretary of State, who he does trust, and he can say to the Secretary of State, I want you to send Rudy over there because he trusts Rudy, because Rudy is his attorney. So the only way for the president to follow through on this story to find out what the Ukraine really knew was to go to the source, was to go to the Ukraine. He couldn't trust his own people. This is a president who cannot trust the FBI and the CIA. And this whistleblower is just a good example. He's a CIA agent. Working because, with six people, so, the, working with six. Just a minute. Working with six people in the White House, who also are are telling tales, not necessarily out of school, but they're talking to someone who is now obviously is out to get the president with his revelation. Bruce, the the CIA and the FBI don't work for the president. They work for the United States of That's America, correct. the people. And if if Joe and Biden had done something in the Ukraine and violated Ukrainian law, the president of the United States has nothing to do with that. He has to violate American law. And until the the, the Department of Justice, who he can go to, says, "Yeah, he violated American law. We're charging him with this crime," then. This is just a political attack, a thing of value that he's asking from a foreign leader. Also, I'm not, that you I'm said... Not, I'm, not deny, I'm not denying that. What I'm, what I'm also painting, stating here is the press of the United States doesn't trust the FBI, doesn't trust the CIA, and has good reason not to trust them. And, and Bruce I also... I reject that. He should be trusting the FBI, the Department Why? of Justice, because they with don't... Assess, 
with a they put the country. The, no, I, I absolutely reject that. They put country Comey above did, all Comey else. Comey did not put the country and up, up front. we can disagree on that. And then your comment else? about that this person, I think you said something like the whistleblower is out to quote get the president. No, the whistleblower is trying to protect our country. And our, and our uh, national uh, security. Thank you. From and a president what, who's okay. committed what, high crimes and misdemeanors. What, what about Peter Stroke, as Marty just brought up? I mean, <clears throat> this okay, is a guy so who was not doing what he should for the country. He was trying to get an insurance policy yes. in case uh, to, to get Trump out. But I want to go to another point. The guy point. he trusts is Rudy. Right. And then presidents Rudy on the payroll. Always, but presidents have always had personal envoys. Yes, Donald Trump not is payroll. not the first president. In fact, they all have had personal envoys who are not on the payroll. But what they haven't done is go to another foreign or go to a foreign country and ask that foreign country to intervene with US elections and go on a uh, a hunt just, against that's not what their biggest here, political rivals. He didn't ask him to, to, to interfere in the election. He asked yes. him that's to investigate. That's what he wanted. That's not the intent. A guy who he's running against. Yes. But there's nothing that's wrong interference. to investigate. That's not interference. That's and a thing of value, isn't it? It's a thing of value. He is not the presumptive nominee. Biden is not the presumptive nominee. He's one of about 20. Then why do you ask about Biden? Because Biden is, it, there's evidence of corruption with Biden. Where's and the, the evidence? Oh, there's uh, $50,000 Read the New Yorker article. Read the Politico article. $50,000 a, $50, a $50,000. There's a lot of questions. You think that that's corruption? Seriously? Yes. I wait, thought wait, you were wait, a capitalist. Wait, wait a minute. Aren't wait, you in favor of people making whatever they can make? Wait and a now, minute. because Hunter not, Biden makes fifty thousand dollars a month, it's obviously corrupt. He's he's wait, got wait, no wait, experience. Wait, hold on, wait, I, 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 I'm, well, hold on. His, his children folks, and, and what, the money that they're question? making in a foreign Folks, 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 folks. I'm shocked, Phil, at what you just said. You said that you see nothing wrong with the son of a vice president or a president, any anyone, getting $50,000 a month as a retainer for a company that is under investigation by a foreign nation when their father is in charge of that country's relationship with the United States. I can't believe you said that. That is this the is the, this is the area. I, that's the biggest conflict I can think of. But we don't I deal, Bruce. We don't deal with conflict anymore. There's no conflict of interest. Donald Trump's There's presidency has completely <clears throat> eliminated all the norms and values that this country has stood for this for hundreds of years. No, 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 but so this happened now, under this, Obama's really watch. Profoundly evil to say, Phil. Before Donald Trump, maybe 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 Donald Trump learned something from Joe Biden on how to get your son on a payroll. No, his kids have been on the payroll from the beginning. So he didn't learn that from Biden. Also, what's Donald Trump has won hundreds of millions of dollars as a result of being president. His business properties are tanking. On that appeal for a tag day for Donald Trump, we'll be right back with more conversation and phone calls. Theater presents the Broadway sensation Bernhard Hamlet, a rollicking comedy about the original diva, legendary actress Sarah Bernhardt. It's 1899, and Bernhardt tackles her most ambitious part yet, Hamlet. The gossip flies and society gasps as gender roles are put to the test. The New York Times calls it a breakneck backstage comedy and says it's so clever it uplifts. 
Bernhard Hamlet runs through October 20th. Get tickets today at GoodmanTheater.org. Hey, this is Ellen DeGeneres. We all have a vital role to play in helping California communities, firefighters, and first responders battling wildfires throughout the state. In this time of crisis, the entertainment community unites in support of those keeping us safe. Join us at musicforrelief.org slash fire and give to provide firefighters with the critical equipment they need to protect our neighborhoods. That's musicforrelief.org slash fire. Thanks. Bruce Dumont, Bruce Dumont back. We're, go, we're going through a little uh, old history here, but finish the story about John McCain, because, and then we, we're definitely going to go to calls. So when I was a ROTC cadet at Arizona State, um, John McCain came to speak to the, the detachment, and he had just been elected to Congress. And we all knew as cadets that this guy was legendary as a, as a surviving POW, sure. that he was the son of an admiral who was the sink pack at the, at the time that he was captured, that they offered to release him, the North Vietnamese offered to release him, yes. and he refused because he wasn't going to break, break trust with, right. with his comrades. Mm -hmm. The guy was a legend. And the way that Donald Trump has historically treated him is unconscionable. And Republicans who think that that's okay, they'll, they'll, I, can't, I can't meet them in any intellectual space. Just because of that, the only that social, treatment the of only him, people who treated the only people who treated McCain worse than that was the was the Democratic Party and Barack Obama and his, his and his media friends when when McCain was running against him. Until he was running against them, he was a saint. But once he was running uh, uh, against them, uh, they they were all over him. Uh, he was a racist. He's every bad word you can think of. They use that against McCain. Trump's Amen. comments take the, the no. win. No, no, no. They take calling the McCain calling a racist. Uh, that he, he only likes winners, people who are, were weren't POWs. Captured? Are you kidding me? You, those, those are vile. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Calling McCain a racist is worse. I like the Democrats. Wait a second. I want to just put it in context because I didn't want to do a whole segment of John McCain. We've done them ad nauseum over the years. There's a difference, and I've said it on this program, there's a difference to, between John McCain, the war hero, and I use that term, and I agree with that term, and John McCain, the political figure. When he was two years into a congressional uh, campaign or in, in office, conservatives loved him. His political actions and his political activity moved him further away from strong support within the conservative movement until the end when he was not. When he went in there and put the thumbs down, a lot of Republicans were upset with that. Now, in my view, he did it because Donald Trump insulted him personally. Right. It was a personal vendetta. Of course, no one thinks that, that, that John McCain had a personal vendetta. He did, okay? He had every reason to have it, but he had it. And, and people who try to you know, you know, whitewash that, they, they, they forget it. This guy was not a true blue conservative towards the end of his career. Look at the way the, the, the national media lionized him for six and a half weeks. Was it six and a half weeks or six and a half days, the funeral? I guess it was six and a half days. It, it just it was, seemed like it was six very, and a half weeks. very, very long. But so the point, the point is you, you have to acknowledge there's the public face of the war hero and then there's the political reality. And, and, and by the way, what, what, what Donald Trump said, and I, I agree with you, I was, I was floored and offended by candidate Trump when he made some comment about John McCain. He said, I admire, uh, you know, war heroes that weren't captured. 
I, I, I said, yeah, to me, that was, I think, the first time we said on this show, we may have done a whole show on it, okay, Trump is, is, is toast. We did many shows like that where he said something we thought his campaign was over. Right. But the, he won the Republican primary. The, the things that he said about John McCain, they were overlooked by Republicans who did not want the establishment. They didn't want Jeb Bush. He also said that he put blame on George, George W. Bush for the war for getting faulty information to start the Iraq war. He said that. I said, oh my God, here he goes again. This guy went after the conservative base with 16 other challengers, and he beat them. So of the 62 million people who voted for John McCain, there's a lot of those 62 million people who agreed with his assessment of John McCain. Like it or not. And that's a fact of life. I mean, the, Donald Trump is a hardball player, and he will always continue to play high hardball. And my, and my quick political question is, before we go to calls, and that is, to what extent does this story, in your view, Christine, does this sink Joe Biden as a viable candidate of the Democratic Party? No, I don't think so, but I do think it sinks Trump. Okay. Even though every story now Every story that's going to be about the impeachment inquiry, Donald Trump or Rudy Giuliani, they are going to find a way to continue to bring up the story about Joe Biden. They're uh, gonna, for they're for distraction, the, absolutely, they're because gonna, they're going to no, try to distract from the high it, crimes it, and misdemeanors that gonna, were committed. It's not but a distraction. Gonna, it's gonna, absolutely a distraction. No, they're going to force political, the media. Po political, Politico does not think it's a distraction. Nope. The New Yorker does not think it's a distraction. The New York Times last week did not think it was a distraction. It is a legitimate issue. And I will go on this show, and I've said on the show before that Biden will not be the nominee. Biden is toast. You look at his betting market numbers, they have sunk 30 points. Elizabeth Warren, 52%. Joe Biden is now at 17% in the betting markets in the five days since this story has come out. And, he was leading. And the, 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 the one thing that Joe Biden has always had going for him is that he's, uh, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. People like, generally like Joe Biden. They generally do. He looks good. He's got, he's, he always had this beautiful family, had this tragic start to his political sure. career. He was a sympathetic figure. That's one of the reasons why I think he was selected, you know, to, to, to run with, with Obama. But now, for the first time, and by the way, he's never had to play defense. Now he has to play defense. Joe Biden has had, you know, he's had cakewalks to the U.S. Senate. He, he, was not, he was not. He was not from MBNA. He, he, he was not. He was not roughed up by uh, uh, by Barack Obama even in the, in the primaries where he ran and lost. So this guy, after thirty plus years, whatever it is, you know, in the public eye, he's he's in pretty good shape. And then he has this heroic story about his son dying of cancer and his his his, his children being killed on the day that he was elected to the Senate with his wife. I mean, he has a horrible personal story, right? overcoming a, a, a tragic story, which I still think probably a third of the American people, they don't even know that story. But now, you couldn't ever attack Joe Biden on any of that stuff, because he was pristine pure. Now, it's Bru the other side. Bruce, I would it's say... It's the hunter. He's got a hunter problem. Bruce, I would say, though, that his character was not pristine pure. Okay. He, there, he cheated in law school, and he plagiarized. This I don't know. 
Oh. Plagiarism, yes. I didn't know that he yes. cheated in law school. Well, if you're going at this level, I would love to hear your report on Trump. No, but we're talking about yeah. Joe Biden right now, and Joe Biden plagiarized, and he got kicked out of he the did, race he did as plagiarize. a result yes. of that. Okay. Uh, and there is other instances where his campaign launch uh, website was plagiarizing some things 40 years later okay. this time. So, okay. so, I mean, th he's not all that. There are some characters. But what I'm just saying is that didn't but invite now, a foreign government to come interfere on our elections and, you know, violate the Constitution and commit high crimes and misdemeanors. I, I, I applaud let's you. let's talk about unless, alleged plagiarism in law school. How many decades ago was that? But Christine, was that like 40 decades unless, ago? You know what, but you unless, keep saying unless, that, and he, Trump didn't do that. He did not invite foreign interference in our election. It, you know it's what? pretty clear Hillary that Clinton he did. did Hillary he Clinton did. did. She absolutely There's did. There's no it, evidence of that. Oh, absolutely. The steel dossier came from Britain. We got to go. David, in San Francisco, listening to us on YouTube. Go ahead, you're on the air. Yeah, how are you, Bruce? Uh, Hello. Yeah, I'm uh, dis disappointed, for you not, uh, disappointed in you for not having any greens in there. Uh, that's what I am. Um, well, you're on the phone, Dave. By the way, I've got a group. Of, uh, an echo coming back, so it's pretty distracting. Uh, Sorry. The first thing I thought of when I heard about this issue was that there was a quarter of a billion dollars involved. And when you start realizing that Trump has been tied to organized crime for years, he's been money laundering for years, I remember the old... Whatever, sir, whatever, sir, what, sir, maybe this is why you're not on the air. What, what evidence do you have that Donald Trump has been involved in organized crime? Because I, because I, because let me, let me tell you this. When I, when I told you that, when I asked this question... Uh, to Patrick Cotter, who was a, 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 a longtime federal prosecutor in Brooklyn. He was the guy that, that, uh, that got uh, John Gotti. When I asked him uh, once on this program uh, during the campaign, this was the, during the campaign when Rudy Giuliani was running for president, I said, do you have any evidence that Rudy Giuliani, I asked the same question about Donald Trump, any evidence that any one of them have been involved in organized crime? And you know what he said? No, I well, don't. Let's see, Roy Cohn, C-O-H-N. And Roy Cohn and Ro Donald Trump held around David, I'm not, you know what, there, there's a reason why Cohn the Green Party is not on the air tonight, and you are it. Let's go from San Francisco to Jacksonville, Florida, and let's hear from Arthur. Do you have some relevant, factual information to offer us? For taking the call, I have the... Uh, former career military officer. I served 26 years. I wanted to talk about the whistleblower and okay. secondhand information. Yes, sir. Thank you. The rules for whistleblower have not changed. What was on the website or on the form is what changed. But that did not stop anyone from entering a whistleblower complaint. But the other thing that I really wanted to mention is that some of the folks on the on the uh, panel tonight were talking about deep state. And I've heard that a lot over the past few years. And as a career officer who served with a lot of other career individuals who were not military, that's a personal affront. Even though there may be different, different political persuasions, everyone I've ever come in contact with did not let that hinder them from doing their job or being professional.
Well, well Arthur, unless you, have you ever heard of Peter Stroke? Yeah, I, I would encourage you to read yeah. Peter Stroke's emails with uh, Lisa Page. So we respect the, your the, service sir. of the of the thousands of employees that work for the FBI. If you can point out two, that completely invalidates the entire organization. Probably no, whenever whenever invalidate. a cop kills somebody, it's just a few bad apples, right? And let's use the few bad apples example. Here Arthur, then. we got to pause right now. We'll pick up with Phil in a moment. Thank you for your call and. They embarrass kids whose families can't afford braces. And trying to fix their teeth themselves can make things worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. For children and teens who qualify and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, treatment can be life-changing and help them smile with confidence. Learn more at aaoinfo.org. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives like physical therapy to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. Before we continue, let me just mention something that I mentioned a couple of months ago, and that is uh, we have a GoFundMe page to support uh, the ongoing operations of this program for 2020. If you like this program and you want to continue the balanced presentation on America's radio stations, you go to the GoFundMe page. It's easy to find. Then look up Beyond the Beltway. Every dollar that you contribute uh, is a dollar that will go exclusively 100% for the ongoing operation of this program in 2020 to provide a, an opportunity each and every Sunday night for you to hear both sides of an issue. It may not be uh, tonight. We didn't give the green card party uh, a chance because they were de they were developing a year old history, like 50 year old history. So we're not going to go there because we think the important issues uh, are right before us and each and every one of us know what they are. Let us go to uh, Kathy listening to us in Austin, Texas on KLBJ. Go ahead. Hello there. How Hello. are you? Fine. Um, I keep hearing about the things that President Trump didn't say but, but missed, but no one seems to bring up the uh, interview that Vice President Biden at that time, um, he was at the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, bragging about how he had the uh, Ukrainian prosecutor fired, or if they didn't fire him, he would pull money um, out away from them. And so the Ukrainians evidently did fire the prosecutor and did get their funding. Um, and this is on YouTube. I did go back and listen yeah. to it before I made my call. And that, that's one of the things that prompted Giuliani's um, investigation into the Hunter Biden situation and how Biden may have been involved. So right. that is clear evidence. It, you can go to YouTube and so, see his Have you seen, have, have our Democrats, uh, have you seen that video? Yes, I have. Okay, and what, what's your reaction to the video? Because I, I think most people would probably agree with Kathy. It certainly didn't look good. Yes, yeah, so 
With that, with the video, the proper channels would be to have the president go to the DOJ and to have a proper investigation through our own government, through our own intelligence. And again, we keep, this is a huge distraction, we keep missing the point that he asked a foreign government to start intervening, and that's the major problem. So this whole Biden thing, it is an absolute distraction. And if Trump, President Trump actually wanted to root something out and not just use it for own political gain, he would have gone through the proper and channels. You, and do you believe that if Donald Trump went to, let's say, our FBI or CIA and asked them to investigate this case, do you think the Democrats and the media would just turn the other cheek and say, that's okay, it's a proper use of our FBI to introduce, uh, uh, to uh, investigate Joe Biden's son? If there's a violation of U.S. law, it's absolutely within the the, the proper context. Oh, yeah. If so it's no, so violation of Ukrainian have, law, so, so the Democrats wouldn't say anything about that, right? Well, the Democrats we're going to use Democrats the FBI. Do speculation because it wasn't done. There weren't that he didn't right. go through proper channels. What we do know is he asked a foreign government to intervene, and that that broke the United States law. Uh, there's no evidence that Biden or Hunter has broken any United States law. He did not ask uh, a foreign government to intervene. I want to quote exactly what he said. Well, he asked them that's to the summary. So that's not a quote. Again, again, that's all we have to work with here, okay? We have the summary to work with. So I agree with you. It's a summary, all right? It's a readout. Trump tells Zelensky, there, the other thing, this is at the end of the call, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that, so whatever you can do with the Attorney General would be great. Biden went around bragging, that's what the caller just referenced, that he stopped the prosecution, so if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Look, Trump shouldn't have done this. I want to be on record on this show. He shouldn't have done it. It was wrong to do it. But he is not inviting foreign interference into the 2020 election by that one statement regarding one of 24 candidates running for president by the was he asking right for something of value all right we bet we're, we're, we're asking for an we, investigation we, we talked about that earlier let's go to george listening to us on ktsm in el paso texas go ahead george are you there let's just start here in texas go ahead yeah and uh, and uh what i the reason i'm calling is uh, not for that reason but because of the moderation in the chicago view that is expressed on your program would uh, leave me in the dire uh, straits here in the American Southwest because I feel that in the House, I think they've taken a step forward that they're not going to be able to justify because they can't really show that the president's actions with regard to the presidency of um, Ukraine actually was going to contribute to his reelection. That in fact, that um, I'm just curious as to what, during whether it's just coincidental that um, it's Joe Biden who was being asked to be inquired into by way of the president's conversation with the president that if it were another individual, would there be as much hurrah about it as is being expressed by uh, the committee chairman and women who are responsible? No, for I think the question the here is that uh, he is the president's uh, at least perceived major competitor at the moment, although uh, his polls are slipping, and uh, I think it may be... Uh, uh, it, it may be slipping away. Let, let me go. Let me go. Thank you very much for George. Uh, Christine, to you. Um, all of this stuff. I mean, Joe Biden is going to be put on, on the defensive, which, as I said before, he's not really used to being on the defensive. And my question to you is, um, uh, is he damaged goods? 
If you were to look at all the potential candidates that could run against the president, I think you would agree that it's better to win by by moving in a, in a positive way. Do you think all the negative stuff that the president is bringing up, does it make uh, Joe Biden damaged goods? Yeah, I reject the premise that he's damaged goods because, again, there's no evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden have violated any United States laws. How and about that the this appearance? is all of a giant distraction for a president who has violated our how, laws. How about, how about the appearance of it? The, the question I asked at the beginning of the converse, uh, broadcast this evening, as a Democrat, as a liberal Democrat, are you comfortable knowing that the pres vice president of the United States many years ago had a son sitting on the board of a company that was being investigated for corruption in the Ukraine when the vice president was in charge of the U.S. relationship with the Ukraine? Let's just talk. So you my know, understanding you don't is that no corruption was found, right? So, no corrupt, no corruption was found. I'm asking about so, the so appearance. Again, this is is a, that an appearance of impropriety? I think that it, they're using this where one, no corruption was found. Two, there's been no violation of U.S. law. Two, to take political swipes at Biden that are unjustified and then distract from the whole real issue here, which is again, the president violated the law. Well, so the I would just didn't violate the law, but what he did do, uh, or rather what Biden did, was. But fire, get the prosecutor fired who was trying to get Biden's son's company. Was this hurt. the corrupt prosecutor yeah. who was trying to? Oh, yeah. so was. yeah, he was completely well, oh, no, no, above I'm board sorry. in the it motivation was, of I, I the misspoke. prosecution in it the was, first place. It was the guy who, who the, the deep state people in, in Europe were saying he was corrupt, but this is a guy who was trying to put an end to Burisma's power. In, uh, in Ukraine. And, so and, question, from and now again, on, Biden never raised his hand and told anybody else that his son was doing business and getting $50,000 a month. This son who has kind of been job in and out of jobs okay, and in and out of drug rehab. Is doing over and, in China. And, and, and the, no, but we're talking about the Ukraine situation. I would submit to you that the betting markets and the drop that Biden has um, suffered as a result of this is a fatal blow. You know, I'd love to see you guys run Biden, though. Well, but I would submit to you that the president committing high crimes and misdemeanors is going to get him impeached and removed you know, from office. You know, if you say that four more times, that will mean it's true. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you use that expression four more times. You keep going to a distraction issue. No, no, it's as not a distraction. You, you keep saying that, that Biden has done something that you have no evidence of. Yes. And you keep and saying that he got Trump the guy so fired. So now we're at an impasse. So now we're at an impasse. You believe what you believe, and we believe what we believe. And because we can't find a middle space to agree on something, this is where we are. And this is the microcosm of where we are as a country. Yes. Because we can't You're right. talk to each yeah. other. Yes, I no, love it. And yeah. I don't know, I, as, a, as a, dare I say this, as a public intellectual, I don't know intellectually what space to meet you in. Because the there's facts, there's facts that, yes. that exist that you want to do a, a Kellyanne Conway that there's somehow alternate facts. No, no. They're facts. Mm -hmm. He asked for a favor. I that's in read, the transcript, right? I just right? read what he that's said. That's in the transcript. It was very, very... Do you think that's appropriate? Do you think that's appropriate? I've been on record saying it's inappropriate. You called it high okay. crimes and misdemeanors about 10 times on this show. Great talking point, but you're not going to get this guy convicted in the Senate... Because it's not even going to go to trial in the Senate. Let's so, be clear well, about one, that. We, Moscow there's there's more conversations ladies and gentlemen, on that Ladies and gentlemen, in the court of public opinion, 
The people that don't watch all the Sunday shows, they don't listen to this show. They get their news from someplace else. And they decide at the last minute who they're going to vote for. Are they going to give enough thought to the term high crimes and misdemeanors? Most of them don't know what that means because a lot of members of Congress don't know what it means because you're still looking for it. You're looking for something other than a phone call, an inappropriate, I would agree with Josh, an inappropriate phone call by the President of the United States with a foreign leader. Does the average Joe out there in, in Keokuk, Iowa, do they view that as a high crime and misdemeanor? And by the way, let's throw this president out when we're less than a year from going to the polls there, and throwing yeah, him out. Yeah, there's a poll that shows That's that nearly question. two-thirds of Americans believe that Trump's crime is a serious problem. And then a CBS poll today said that 55% of Americans support the inquiry. Okay, and, and as more facts come to light, Republicans are going to have to. That 66% of Americans have found that the president is committed It's harder to follow. It's not a blowjob in the White House. That's right. from Chicago. Theater presents the Broadway sensation Bernhard Hamlet, a rollicking comedy about the original diva, legendary actress Sarah Bernhardt. It's 1899, and Bernhardt tackles her most ambitious part yet, Hamlet. The gossip flies and society gasps as gender roles are put to the test. The New York Times calls it a breakneck backstage comedy and says it's so clever it uplifts. Bernhard Hamlet runs through October 20th. Get tickets today at goodmantheater.org. Since the moment you were born, I've made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. Do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do it all with confidence, kindness, and strength. And always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me is that you keep doing. Inspire kids to do at 4H.org. Continue. Let's go to Roger listening to us on KLBJ in Austin, Texas. Go ahead, Roger. Hello? Well, I'm trying. Yeah, it sounds like it. Christine has got to stop putting out her opinion as fact. There's nothing in that phone call where Trump asked the Ukrainian people or their government to come into our elections. That's just silly. And this stuff about these uh, obstruction things listed in the in the Mueller report, they, they're allegations. Even Mueller didn't put them down as being obstruction. And if you look at most of it, it's just silly nonsense. And no one is claiming that any of that's factual. In fact, even the stuff with like Comey and and Trump, that, that discussion was it was hearsay. And if you're an attorney, you should know better. You know, what's happening here is the Democrats are grasping to take down Trump. They started with the Access Hollywood, then they moved on to Stormy Daniels and some kind of campaign finance 
Then it was the Monument Clause and the Post Office Hotel. And then it was the Russians. And then it was uh, the recession is coming because the, the, the curves inverted. And then it's obstruction. And, and Roger, 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 can I ask you a question, Roger? Let, let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, you're a regular listener, so I'm sure you're raising your right and you're, you're giving me the straight uh, answer to this question. Within your sphere of influence, the people you work with, play with, uh, whatever the case may be, there's probably about thir maybe 35 or 40 people that are within that, that first range of, for, for most people. Uh, are most of them people who agree with you politically? No. Okay. If that's the case, and I, I trust your answer, the people, those people who, who don't agree with you politically, have you heard from them as to whether or not there's any fatigue about Donald Trump. Are they, are they tired of him being picked on by the media? Are they tired of him being picked on by the Democrats? Or are they just tired of him talking on TV all the time? I'd say it's a split, split decision there. You know, I, I think most people are really tired of this trying to get him, get him, get him. Uh, others have resist and persist and, you know, stickers on their cars. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be convinced any other way. And, and to be honest with you, Bruce, I avoid dialogue in this realm with most of those people because mm -hmm. you're, they're like Christine. You're never going to change their perspective. And no amount of facts are, is going to make any difference because they're going to view those through their personal political partisan lens. Okay. As you do, Roger? As I do, well, no, I read, I read all the information, and you know, and I hear all of these things that people say, and it's like, did you bother to look at the documentation because it doesn't say the things that you believe? What news sources do you read, Roger? If you're reading a variety of information, can you give off some national titles that you frequently visit on both sides of the aisle? I read the Times, I read the Post, I read the L.A. Times, I read. Um, MSNBC. I, I watch the news hour every night, mm -hmm. and I do a lot of internet research, particularly on the specific things that the mm -hmm. news people are talking about. Right. I also watch a couple of the majors, ABC and CBS, most of the time, mm -hmm. and I watch all of the talk shows on Sunday morning that I can. Okay, good. And then he ends his week by listening to Beyond the Beltway. This guy is the Absolutely. most balanced guy you can possibly find. <laughs> I just, I, I, I think the founding fathers would be very proud of you. By the way, I had a, an idea that I, I shared with a friend today, and I want to just get, get out there. I think that when, a, when something like uh, the, uh, the, uh, either the Miller, the, the Mueller report or uh, the, uh, the complaint by the whistleblower or the phone, the transcript or the summary of the phone call, I think it would be a good service from some, for somebody, maybe there's an app that's like this, but I think it would, it would be a news service, and it could come from either Fox or it could come from MSNBC or someone else, where you could get an audio version of that document, where maybe one of their anchors is, is reading it. They can't ad-lib. There's no, this is just, here's the straight poop, because I don't think a lot of Americans read as much as they should. And this is, I know, you're a big, you're a big audiobook guy, are you not, Marty? That's right. What do you think I, of that I idea? I haven't read a book in years. What I, do you I, think I, of that idea? I think it's a terrific idea because people don't read enough and, and 
I, I agree with that idea. Over the last year and a half, I'm, I'm an avid book reader, but I read through audio. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan of audio. What about our Democrats? What do you think? Do, do, we, do we have a, you're shaking your head. You know, Bruce, that's my, that's my, uh, my professional discomfort. I, I crit criticize, critique my students for not being good writers, and that's because they don't read enough. Their, their writing is informed by, okay. by reading, and so I am always about the reading, especially for Christine, important things. Christine, what about you? Is that, is that a good idea for the people? People should read, but they don't like I, they did. I mean, I agree. Reading is very important, um, but we also need to in, increase the information that people are hearing and, and listening to. And so if we're going to increase availability of information and so that more people will be informed, I think that's good. But we also need to be pushing people should be reading more. Yeah. No, I think it's a combination, but oh, yeah. I think I think it would be a good thing uh, to offer from, from one of the news organizations. If one did it, the other would do it. But the key thing is you've got to believe that uh, they're reading just they just want the facts. They just want what's on the paper, and then they can they can debate it. And they read the read the footnotes. Anyway, that's our suggestion. We got 75% uh, approval of that idea. The professor is holding out. You got to go to college. You got to do your homework. Sorry, Fair enough. Bill Beverly. Sorry. Thanks very much for thanks, joining Bruce. us. Christ, uh, Christine Stambarger. Thank you very much. Sean Good luck, Schombacher. I'm Schombacher. B a c h e r. Thank you very much. Nice job on your maiden voyage. Uh, also. Uh, Josh Cantrell, we thank you very much. Marty Garrity, thank, you, thank you very much as well. Our thanks Good to, to Andrew here, Marshall and the ever-popular Fritz Goldman for their assistance in the production of this, call, of this program. Sorry we couldn't take all of our calls this evening. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope. Our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast, to work hard, to do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling, we have an answer. 
Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. 